Let's pray today. Father, we love you. We serve you with our whole hearts. Father, we thank you for this time when we can study your word. We can hear from heaven. Thank you for divine uh, revelation, inspiration today, truth that makes us free. We thank you for the moving of your spirit in our lives, in our midst. We look to you continually. And we're never disappointed and will never do without. But Lord, we are so thankful. You are faithful. We can lift our voice and shout praise to our King and glory to your name for every good thing that happens in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, praise God. Second Thessalonians today. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Is anybody hungry? <laughs> I'm talking about for a meal. Talking about for faith food. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, I want to pick up today uh, where we've been the last couple of weeks. If you've missed the last couple of weeks, you are only two weeks behind. That's better than like being a year. Uh, and you can access these messages, these uh, teachings on our website for free. doesn't cost you a thing. You can watch it. You can listen. You can dance to it. You can, maybe not. Uh, I believe it will be very helpful to you in your life for today and the days to come. This series now is called Last Day's Survival Guide. All right? And again, let me reiterate from the beginning. I'm not talking about having a mentality uh, of surviving instead of thriving, but rather contrasting uh, this, this principle to what the Scriptures say are, are, are happening and are going to happen in the days preceding the coming of the Lord. And some of that is not positive, all right? But for the church, it is a glorious time. It is a day for us to shine. And it's a day for us to be right in the right place at the right time. And so we are preparing our hearts and equipping ourselves. Um, like, like Paul told Timothy, we are taking heed unto ourselves uh, so that we can be ready and prepared and equipped for everything the Lord would have for us. Praise the Lord. Everybody happy yet? I'm feeling good already. Second mm-hmm. Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 reads, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come. That day, meaning the gathering of the saints with the Lord, will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Now, falling away, uh, what we told you before, that means... A, a defection. It means a revolt. It, it is, it is uh, where we get the English word apostasy. Okay? So that is happening presently. And it is going to happen uh, in, in unfortunately recognizable numbers. Otherwise it wouldn't be prophesied if we could never tell it happened. Uh, before the coming of the Lord. And so we're, we are preparing our hearts to avoid the temptation to fall away before the Lord's return. Again, now, I'm not encouraging some sort of survivalist mentality where we're just going to hunker down and hide away and pray till Jesus comes. <laughs> Amen. How many know in these days we ought to be pursuing the will of God like never before? We ought to be 
conscious of His plan for our lives more than anything else in life and more than we ever have in, in days gone by. This is a time to step up our game. Come on now. This is the time to be serious about, about the Lord's work, about His plan. Why? Because if we're not, if we go to sleep, if we live ignorant of the days and times in which we live, if we can predict the weather but can't discern the ti- signs of the times, then we are subject to and we are vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy, which would be to pull us out of the perfect will and plan of God. It's a place of safety and provision. It's a place of protection. It's a place of life. And I don't want anything or anyone to take me away from all the goodness of God that I have learned and known and that I will experience going forward. Praise God. And so, again, we should be pursuing the will of God. This is not a time to be self-centered. This is not a time to be self-focused. I just, you know, again, just thinking, oh, I gotta protect me and mine. This is a time for us to rise up and shine. This is a time for us to be out there. A time for us to be doing the work of God. A, a time for us to be preparing to reap a huge last day's harvest of the precious fruit of the earth. I tell you, the husbandman waits for the precious fruit of the earth. And this is what is uh, these things are riding on. Praise God. And uh, so when we talk about this, and how many know whenever uh, you talk about the last days, when you talk about the Lord's return, um, you talk about end times, the book of Revelation, and, and different things, uh, there is always, has always been, there is always this kind of, secondary thought that comes to people's minds, like, if the Lord's coming soon, and whatever that means, soon, what about my future? What am I to do? Do you know what I'm talking about? In other words, some people have plans. They have visions for their life. They have dreams for their life. They, they have things they want to accomplish. And then when you start talking about end times and you see in the news and you see stuff happening all around us and then there's prophecy and all kinds of stuff, people start questioning, well, I was planning on doing this this next year. Do I throw that out? I was planning on going to school. Well, that seems unnecessary now. You know what I'm talking about? I, when I was in Bible school, this was, uh, uh, I started in 87, people were talking that way then. They were. I mean, individuals were, uh, they, they would go first year and then leave because they said, we don't have time. We don't have time to be going to school. There's a harvest out there that needs to be reaped and Jesus is coming back. We got to get out there. That, that was a while ago. You know what I'm talking about? How many understand that everyone in our history who has predicted a day that the Lord would return or the church would be raptured and, 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 and it was before today, a hundred percent of them have been wrong. Right? Now I realize someone might get it right. I mean, cause these things are going to happen and I think they're soon, but you know, but uh, I think someone should get a prize if they get it right. <laughs> Personally, I mean, party in heaven for those that get it right. <laughs> anyway, 
But we should realize the percentage of those who have been on is not real good. <laughs> Nevertheless, we shouldn't be ignorant. Nevertheless, we should at minimum know the season, the times in which we live, because we can see things unfolding all around us. Amen. And so, uh, and, and so we should be we should be ready. All right. I mean, if we knew the exact time, how many know it's time to run up to credit cards? <laughs> if we knew the exact day, <laughs> I mean, go get a white robe, go stand on a hill. <laughs> We're ready to go. You know, you don't want to bump your head on the ceiling on the way out or anything. You're standing under a tree or. But let me encourage you this way. Stay on the path. Walk close to God. Pursue the vision He's given you. In that place, in that relationship, in that closeness, we can be directed if there's something that we were planning that we should do different. Huh? And if the Lord directs you, change. But how many of you know that's true 100 years ago? That's true if the Lord comes back next year. Direct, he'll direct you. He'll order your steps. He'll direct your life. So have plans for the future. Fine. Submit those plans to God and go for it. I mean, if they're his plans for your life, pursue it. So I, I have plans, and gonna, it's going to take a while before it comes to pass. Continue on that path if that's the leading. If you've got peace in your heart, we'll, t- we'll come back and talk about those, those things a little bit later. But I tell you, the Lord is leading us. He's guiding us. Amen. It's time to be serious like never before. We were talking to you last week about why some individuals fall away. These scriptures say that it happens. Uh, why some individuals fall away. And we said number one, number one in in this list, this is not necessarily number one. Scripture doesn't line it out in this particular order. But I said last week that they love this present world. And we saw that in Scripture, that some individuals will turn their back on God, and sometimes that's via people that they're turning their back on because they love this present world. We've got to watch what we set our affections on, don't we? We've got to watch that we set our affections, our mind, our heart, our love on things above, and then we'll not be susceptible and gullible to the things of this world which are very deceitful, which are very temporary, which are very blinding, amen, and we won't fall away as a result. I want to talk to you about another one here today, and it's in this same chapter that we're reading from our text, and let's let's skip down to... Verse 9, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 9, it reads, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. So, so how many know just because something is, quote, supernatural doesn't mean it's from God? All right. Verse 10, And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Notice that word. They what? They perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Why do some individuals perish? Why do some take the wrong path and go the wrong direction? Because they do not have a love of truth. They haven't received a love of the truth. Someone said, I love the Lord. Good. I do too. I love people. Good, I do too. Here's another thing that you should love. Truth. Truth must carry a very high place in our value system. 
It must be very, very important. It must exceed our love for and care for and interest in a whole lot of other things in life. All right. People sometimes say, you know, like I said, I love God. That's fine. That's good. I do, too. Do you love the truth, though? You must have a love for the truth to avoid being deceived. Because there are a lot of things in this life that will try to pull us away from truth. From what is actually correct and what is right. It's deceptive. Very deceptive. But if we value truth, I know the very notion that some things are right while others is other things are wrong is dismissed by the elite of our day, of our day. Uh, but that doesn't change reality. Some things are they just are the way they are, and our job is to discover, is to see it. We want revelation, understanding, so that we can see what truly is. But some people perish because they don't love the truth. They may love acceptance by others. They may love this present world, but they don't love truth, and that is the undermining of their lives. You know, the Apostle John made this statement in Third John in verse 4. He, he writes, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Isn't that a powerful statement? He said, this is the top of the list. This is the most important. This is the thing that gives me the most joy of anything. What gives you the most joy? This is what, what it was for him. He said, when I hear my children, he's talking about, you know, individuals that have uh, been influenced through his ministry and so forth, come into the kingdom. He said, when they're walking in the truth, <laughs> I love that. He said, that puts a smile on my face, my, my face. And so if that's you walking in truth or not walking in truth, this is a very important factor. And I want us to, to, to realize this. There's a temptation out there. There's a lot of discussion out there that wants to make all beliefs equal. All beliefs are of equal value. Doesn't matter what you believe, we should just all have respect for each other's beliefs. Each other, whatever we say, just respect whatever people say, whatever they believe, and just make it all the same. All roads lead to Rome. And whatever you believe doesn't matter, you know. And we could go down this path a while and, and talk about a lot of things. But, you know, every God mentioned out there is all just actually the same person. That's just a different path to get to the same God. We're all going to end up in the same place. That's not true. As, as many of us know, Jesus just became totally irrelevant. Totally unnecessary. His great sacrifice, His great love and God's plan. All that was a total waste of time if that's the case. Right? Again, uh, these are some of the deceptions out there. These are some of the things that are being pushed upon people to, to accept that everything is equal. All beliefs are equally valid. Well, no, that does away with truth. That does away with lies. That does away with deception. That does away with a lot of things. Amen. So someone said, well, uh, I, I just think that uh, there is... There, are, there really are no absolutes in life. What, including that statement? That absolute statement you just made? Huh? Abs actually, there are. And uh, how many know we should be respectful of all people? 
We should show respect to individuals who don't see it the way we do. We should show kindness. We should show compassion. Uh, But that doesn't mean I'm going to agree. I'm not required to agree. You know, I've had individuals come to me and they say, well, I think this, this, and this, and this. I say, okay. And I believe that this, this, and this, and this. Oh, okay. And they're waiting for me to agree. (laughs) Do you agree? Well, no, but I understand what you're saying. I still like you. (laughs) But no, I don't believe that. And then if someone wants to have a discussion, then we could say, okay, well, why? Why do you believe what you believe? Why do you hold to this truth? Where did that come from? Hmm. I'm talking about truth. We must love the truth. Not my way versus your way. Not my, uh, my church versus your church. My opinion. That's not what I'm interested in. That's not what we're, we're, we're interested in, in being superior to other people. I'm better than you. No. No, it's just I want to discover because I value, I highly esteem what is right, what is true. I'm not trying to be superior to another person or have my opinion to win out so I can win the arguments. No, truth makes you free. Lies bind you up. Hmm. And we need to know what's true. Praise God. You know, it's it's almost... You know, the, the attack against, that are rising, that are rising in our day, the attacks against truth, against, against Jesus. I mean, it's so, you, you see it in the news constantly now, not necessarily all the news because some don't like to report it, but uh, what's happening in our schools. Um, you, you, you see there's, a, there's a, a, lot of, a lot of stuff being uh, pushed off on individuals. If you've been to college, you've dealt with a lot of challenges to what you believe. Um, you know how it's become totally unacceptable. Years ago, it was the norm, but unacceptable in many places to mention Jesus uh, in church, or not in church, in in school, in the school system. Sometimes they'll they'll, they'll be free to talk about Islam these days, because that's be it's amazing how the deception. It's that's culturally more acceptable, even though they like not all, but a lot of them like to cut people's heads off and stuff. But yeah, we can talk about that. I was looking at the school calendar the other day in our in our area. We were looking at the school calendar, and it said winter holiday break. I thought, when did winter become a holiday? <laughs> How dumb can you get and still breathe? Winter is not a holiday. Oh yeah, but you can't say it's Christmas. Oh. Because that's a national holiday. Oh, yeah, it is, huh? It actually is. But, of course, you got the word Christ in there. Of course, that's Jesus. It's silly. It's silly what's going on. But let's not fall for it. Hmm? Look with me over at Romans chapter 1. Romans, the first chapter. This whole chapter actually is quite revealing of a lot of things. I just want to grab a couple verses out of here today. Romans chapter 1 and verse 25 speaks of individuals 
who exchanged the truth of God for the lie. All right, now watch. They had the truth of God, but they traded it. They traded it for a lie. Okay. In other words, watch. That not, not, not only has happened in history of which this is recounting, this is part of the deception of the last days. These are things that are magnified preceding the coming of the Lord, because we saw that in Second Thessalonians. What, ha- what do people, they don't have a love for the truth, and so the truth gets watered down. The truth actually gets swapped out. And people trade truth for something that's not true, something that is a lie. Look at verse 28. And they, as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. What was the reason a person does things that are not fitting? Because they have a debased mind. Why do they have a debased mind? Because they didn't like to, they didn't want to retain God in their knowledge. See, we are, we were hardwired to serve God. We were hardwired to know Him. There is something intrinsic and inherent in every person born on the planet. There is a knowledge of God that comes with us. Now, it might not be a full knowledge... It might not be experiential in in many areas. There still needs to come the revelation which comes by following that inward hardwiring. But a person, if they stay on that path, they'll know Jesus. They'll come to know Him. God will reveal Himself as they seek Him. But a person must intentionally, they must choose to reject God to come to this place where they believe a lie. They have to not want to retain God in their knowledge. There's a lot of reasons why that might be. Why people might choose to reject this thought, this concept, this oversight, this standard of living, this holiness, this way of believing uh, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. All this kind of stuff. There are reasons why people get to that place, but they do. They don't like to retain God in their knowledge. So... Uh, walking in truth now requires that we value what is true and oppose what is false. I have to acknowledge it. That's why I encourage you to, to, to use your mouth. Say what you believe. Say what you see. You see it in here? Say it. That's why we like to, uh, uh, as much as possible these days when people are ignorant of the word, but... Uh, fill songs with scripture, with declarations of truth. Why? Because it gets us to say it. And it gets us to think that way. To keep our minds renewed. To keep our minds clear. So we're not falling into the muck and the mire of just all the just various things that want to water down truth in your life and put you back into bondage. Alright. Uh, you can call what's true false. And what's false true uh, it doesn't make it so, doesn't make it that way, but what it does, it, it, it'll cause us to believe that. In other words, I, I, you all were real silent on that and still. I can believe 
Let's say it this way. I can say something that's not true a million times. And it's never going to change it. I can, I can believe something, say something that's not correct a thousand times. It's never going to become correct. It's never going to become true because I said it so many times. But what is going to be the result? Is I am going to change my heart and I will believe that something is not correct or not true, even though it is. That's what we're talking about. You and I are not going to influence what is in God's kingdom. It just is. It was before you was. And it is before you is. And, and, and it's just the reality of who God... Those things don't change. But I want to watch that I have my believer pointed in the right direction. That I'm not being duped by many things and many people and many lies that, that, that are all around. You and I have the ability to influence our own hearts in a positive or negative way. And if we'll say it and believe it and declare it and love the truth and continually seek the Lord, reveal to me, show me your ways. Amen. And read read what he has already said, then we save ourselves from some of those dangers. Uh, but I'll probably talk about more of that again later as well. But listen, when it comes to truth, there are those who don't know it out of ignorance. And there are those who don't know it out of, out of resistance. Some don't know it, they haven't heard. What, what's the answer there? Here. What's our job? Tell. Proclaim it. Let it out. But there are individuals who have heard. They do know. But they resist the truth. How many know the latter is much worse? It's much worse to to hear and resist it than to have never heard and not know. Look with me over at 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is always uh, an interesting passage because it's not, it's not immediately clear who these people are. Uh, but Paul wrote to Timothy regarding uh, the perilous times. This is, that, this is that chapter, if you read verse 1. Last days, perilous times will come. So he's talking about last day stuff. And he, 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 he says in verse 8, Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproving concerning the faith, or disapproved, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all as theirs also was. Now, if you study the Scriptures and you read about these two people, Janus and Jambres, if I'm saying their names correctly, uh, you won't find them anywhere else in the Bible. It's like, Paul, who are you talking about here? Uh, These individuals were very likely the magicians that confronted and opposed Moses when he went before Pharaoh uh, back in the book of Exodus. 
Okay, you can, there are some different historical references that use their names and so forth, and they're tied to this, and, and it makes a whole lot of sense when I look at this. But you read back in Exodus 7 and 8, and you read about how Moses, remember that he would like, for example, throw his rod down and turn into a snake. And then the magicians there, they did some of the same uh, exploits. Theirs turned into snakes, and then Moses' rod ate their rod. That was kind of cool. <laughs> and, and, and these guys were able to produce some uh, manifestation, if you will. And they're basically trying to discredit Moses. They're trying to say uh, everything he's doing, well, we can do that, which, of course, they couldn't. They only went so far. But they're basically trying to say Moses is just a, ma- a magician. He's just pulling tricks just like anyone else. In other words, they're discrediting his, discrediting his voice. He's saying, God has said, let my people go. He's bringing words from the Lord, and they're saying, that's not right, that's not true. They're trying to deceive those around them by producing some of the same manifestations. Okay? And he, and, and Paul's talking to Timothy about individuals now. He, he's about these individuals who resist the truth. He said, they're like them. They're just like those guys. They, they, they resist the truth. And, uh, they, they were, they, they were seeking to, basically pull people's um, allegiance to, their devotion to, what God was saying through individuals, through Paul. Uh, people constantly questioned his authority, his, his ability to speak as a representative of the Lord and bring them the word of the Lord. They were, they were resisting Timothy as their pastor. And, and, and basically, what, what, what's going on here? They're trying to lead people astray by getting them to listen to the wrong voice. And he said, they're just like those guys. But there's not going. There's not going to last, huh? I mean, if you read what Paul said to the Corinthians, he 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 talked about individuals. He said, uh, he said, we'll see what kind of powers they have when when they show up. I mean, he literally put them on the line, and 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 people have a lot of words. But he said, we'll see what power they have. What kind of what? Let's see. Let's see what kind of miracles they can bring. I like that kind of stuff. Little Elijah, prophets of Baal, little showdown. You say this, fine, let's see it. What? You say this is the way? Let's see what you got. And we know even the end, the Antichrist comes with lying powers and signs and wonders. So there'll be some things that are not naturally explained. But I tell you, those walking with the Spirit of God, our snakes will always eat up theirs. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I mean, uh, pe- people have been, quote, healed through witchcraft. And you go to different places in Africa where a lot of that stuff is very prominent. Uh, there are there are signs or these different things. And people get, he- quote, healed. I say healed because I know the devil isn't a healer. Uh, you know, he can remove temporarily something that he, that he put for the purposes of deception. But I tell you, we walk with God. We always come out on top. Amen. The devil may try to attack and, and, and dazzle and do, and do different things. And in our country, everyone, you know, people are just amazed with science and they worship science like it's a god. And, uh, you know, they, they have all the answers and whatever. That's not true. Hmm. But I tell you, we walk with the Spirit of God. Individuals, lies, these things will all be exposed. They'll all be brought to naught. The power of God will always outdo. And, 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 and countermand the, the, the things that the enemy is doing. And so our hearts, our desire, one of the things that I believe we need to have in place 
is that we value and love truth. We acknowledge that it is, that there are, there are, there is truth, there are lies, okay, and we set our hearts to value it. These are the things that are being undermined. These are the things that are being, people trying to pull the rug out from, from under your feet. Trying to get you to accept all things as equal. Not all things are equal. Can't be. It's impossible. It's illogical for two opposing thoughts, for two opposing statements to both be true. And if Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by Him, then He's either a liar or that's true. In, in the book of John, Jesus, of course, talking to his disciples in, in the 17th chapter, he made this statement. And this is actually, he's praying to the Father in the 1717. He said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. What does it mean to be sanctified? It means to be set apart. You know what sets us apart? Truth. You know what the enemy's trying to come after more than anything else? Truth. Wants to, wants to water everything down, blend us in with, with the world so we don't look any different. We look the same as everybody else. We're just, oh, but we just, you know, we call ourselves Christians, but we're really just the same as everybody else. Not true. Not true at all. I've been changed. I've been, I've been made new. I've been filled with God's grace and power and glory. And I'm a changed individual. Not going to mingle in. Now we're under disguise. Right? I mean, we're incognito. Because we look like other people. But we're aliens. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we're here temporarily. Roaming through the land. What? With a shield of faith? With the sword of God's word? Huh? And we've got truth that makes people free. And we proclaim it. There'll be opposition. There's opposition when you proclaim truth. Some will go, mm, I don't like it. Because they've removed the knowledge of God. They've willfully resisted God. And so there'll be opposition. But how many know others will believe just like you did? You know, I am proof, evidence that people will believe. You are evidence in the flesh of God's mighty power being the real deal. Because it has changed you. Come on. There are individuals all over this, built, this building today that have been healed of incurable things. That have been delivered from addictions that, were, that used to be mean and ugly and rude. And now you're sweet and nice and enjoyable. I mean, this is something going on here. <laughs> These are manifestations of the truth and how it makes you free. And we're going to continue along these lines. Praise God. Psalm 89 verse 14 reads, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. Let me give you another one. Psalm 96 and 13. For He is coming. For He is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with His what truth. With His truth. It's the dividing line. It's the thing that separates the good from the bad. It is what's true that changes and makes 
uh, makes people's life different. Amen. And so I want to encourage you this way. Not only today should we not be in love with this present world, this present age, but we've got to make sure to maintain our love for truth. Be willing, be willing in your life to give up anything you have held dear as far as a belief system if you discover something about it is not right. I've changed lots over the years. Things I used to believe that I don't believe anymore. Why? Because I discovered. So I didn't. Pride will make you hold on. Ah, oh, bless God. This is what I believe. This is what my family believes. This is what my this is what my church believes. This is what this is the way I've been brought up. This is what I've always believed, and this is this has got to be. But when you discover that something God said contradicts something you believe. Humility says, you know, I'm going to change that. I'm going to give that up and be happy about it. Be willing. Say, I don't know if I've heard things this way before. That's true for all of us. At different times in our life, we've run into something that contradicted what we believed previously. I'm not taking make, saying make a light decision, make a quick, rash decision. But there, there's times when you run into the truth and it's like, holy smokes. <laughs> Wow, I was, I was wrong about that. I'm going to change my belief. That's called repentance, isn't it, in Scripture? It's a change of mind. Change of mind, change of direction, and you begin to go a different way. But there are forces, I don't want to mean to belabor the point, but there are forces in this world that are working hard against us, hard against you. To try to turn you away from the truth. To try to willfully get you willfully reject what you know and what's true in God. But we're not going to go down that path, are we? We're going to stand strong in these last days. Be a blessing. Be a light. We're going to glow in the dark. Amen. Like we never have before. Father, we love you today. We serve you. We, we value you. We value truth. We value righteousness. We value Every word that comes from you. Thank you for what we do know. Thank you for the truth that has made us free. And Lord, we purpose today to continue down this path. To walk in the light of your amazing truth. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I pray even today that eyes would be opened that individuals all across our auditorium today would have revelation, understanding like they haven't had before of truth that makes them free. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done and what you are doing and what you're about to do. Oh, it's glorious, and we're right smack dab in the middle of it. We'll not be led astray will not go the wrong way, but will continue on the path that grows brighter and brighter for the righteous. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Praise God.